Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by my co-host, former UCLA linebacker, Josh Woods. Josh, what's going on, man? Man, you know, excited. I mean, I'm always excited when we have a guest, but Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a special one. One of the guys that like... Very, very near and dear to my heart. It's it's none other than the great Neo Mafi. Um, <laughs> now, now he's former UCLA. Yep. Um, UCLA Bruin, um, former D lineman, offensive guard, getting ready for the draft. Um, doing you know. big, doing big things. Got some buzz on him. Um, while he was out in Vegas with some of the other Bruins, of course. Um. But Mafi, we'll we'll start we'll start there actually because that was one of the things for me. I'm I'm watching these videos of you at practice, let alone the game. Like the game was one thing, but just during practice, you're like blowing dudes up. Uh, people are like complimenting you on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, what was that experience for you like uh, being out there in Vegas uh, with a lot of different eyeballs, Bill Belichick and everyone else kind of out there on you? Yep, um, it was definitely fun. You know, it was a great experience. Uh, like you know, just going in there, just knew I had to do my stuff, do my thing. Um, but you know it was easy because I, I played with uh, like three or four other boys from UCLA were there too, mm-hmm. so I was comfortable from the get. But um, yeah, you know there were a lot of scouts and, and stuff every day at practice, and I just kind of knew I had to put my best foot forward. And um, you know I was happy with the way things went. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe UCLA was probably the most represented school at the Shrine Bowl. I think there there was it was you, Gaines, John Gaines, uh, Jake Bobo, Dorian, and Kaz. So that's five. I think, yeah, I think you guys had the yeah. most with five. So uh, UCLA was well represented. I believe all of you guys started, Kaz started as the kick returner. Um, but all of you guys, I, I'm not sure about John because he was on the other team. Um, so I, I didn't get to to watch that first snap. But um, yeah, what, what were some of the takeaways? Was there anyone of, of, of note that you got to talk to? Like did Bill Belichick pull you aside or anyone along those lines that, that kind of gave you some advice? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Bill Belichick, I, I talked to him after the game, um, which was pretty cool. He pulled me out of the locker room to say what's up and tell me I had a good week, which was, uh, you know, really encouraging. That was really cool of him to do. Um, but, yeah, just met with all the teams or most of the teams. Um, and it was just just cool experience, you know, get my foot in the door, um, you know, just a little taste of what's to come, really. You know, out there fun and, and competing, I mean, it's dope, you know, going – you're going kind of viral on Twitter, you know, with clips and certain things like that. And it's fun to see. Um, how's this, uh, like, process been, you know, training away from UCLA for the first time in some years? Um, you know, how's this experience going leading up to the draft? Yeah. Um, 
you know, it was different for sure. Um, you know, I wanted it to be different. I wanted to shock my system kind of. Uh, uh, that's why I came out here to Florida. I'm training out at. Um, I had the opportunity to go to a few other, the other Exos places, but I wanted to go to the first one. Um, I just didn't want to be comfortable, you know, close to people that I know and, and just so that I can, you know, really figure out, you know, you know, just myself and try to do this thing. And, you know, cause I never know where I'll end up and I'm kind of trying to get used to that kind of feeling, you know, if I do end up somewhere far from home. Yeah, no, uh, th that, that's a good point. Um, but in coming out of high school, when you were looking at different options, uh, for your, for yourself, and obviously you ended up at UCLA. I believe you were part of that class with Dorian and all, and all of those guys where Chip was coming in at the same time. So, you know, it, I, what Mora was probably doing a lot of the recruiting for you guys. I would imagine that group of guys. Um, mm -hmm. What what led you to kind of stay committed to UCLA, even with the coaching change and having Chip kind of come in? Um, It's funny. A big part of that was um my cousin transferring there. Uh, Devin Asiasi, mm -hmm. he was a really big factor um, uh, in me choosing UCLA and staying there. And then, um, yeah, just it wasn't too far away from me. It was far enough, but I still have a lot of family in Southern California. And, um, yeah, like what's not to like about living in L.A., especially the, the nice parts, <laughs> Santa Monica, Westwood. Yeah. Um, and being starting out on defense with Josh. And, and then making your way over to offense. And it seemed like every year there was someone like on that defensive line moving over to offensive line. I think boss did that the first year I started covering the team. Uh, Tyler Manoa did that last year um, or, or this past season. Um, wh what does is chip pulling you guys aside, like and saying, Hey, we, we need to add some depth on the offensive line or like, we think you'd work out great here. Like how, how does that happen? I, I believe you played both in high school, so maybe it wasn't that big of a deal for you, but, how did that kind of work out for you? Um, yeah, some some of the boys I know, like in Boston, Ty's case, they um, they asked them to move over. Uh, but for me, I just felt that um, I was better suited for the next level to play offensive line. So I actually uh, was the one that initiated that. And Coach Kelly actually uh, was a full support, full supported it. Um, he really liked the idea and thought that it was best for my future to play online. But uh, yeah, I was one of the boys that uh, it was kind of different. I went asked to play online. It, it, de it like, definitely... you're probably a rare case yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like everybody else was like oh chip pulled him out of uh any meetings yeah and then you're gone to the other side it was like yeah. dang but i mean hearing that you got to make decisions is it, that's cool and, and i'm glad like it has worked out just seeing you transform has been awesome from when you came in <laughs> 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 what 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 josh what, what was the first impression of moffy and then moffy what was the the first impression of josh when you guys first kind of you know it was just like like moff is just a really big kid you know like <laughs> like i just he was just like so innocent and so like a, like a, a like a huge little baby you know what i'm saying or <laughs> where he was like everybody's like you know little bro and he just he just i mean has a big heart and just always had like energy and have fun but like still like a little kid like you want him to have fun you know and mm -hmm. um just seeing him like grow through the years and transform his body and really put the work in and just you know become a man grow facial hair it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just been it's just been fun to, like to to see a witness and like uh i just i've always loved the way that he's played um 
like I said, just always like having fun in his energy. You could, you really could feed off of it uh, when he, you know, when he makes his play and, and his celebration after, I mean, he has probably like one of mm-hmm. the, my favorite gifs on uh, Twitter is when yep. he's laying on his back. It was when you're laying on your back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. He has a few on there. He has the thumbs up one too. I use that one all the time. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what were your, your first, uh, your first impression of, of Josh when you uh, kind of, you know, get acclimated, get to UCLA and you start meeting some of the guys? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like from the get, um, like as you heard earlier, like that's still my big bro. Um, they all really took me in, and like, like he kind of mentioned, it was funny because I really was like big kid uh, mm-hmm. when I when I showed up, and I was just like, all right, these are the big boys, just the the big bros that have been in the system. And I kind of was just trying to latch onto them, follow them around, like their little sibling kind of deal. Like I was that one, me and uh, and Tyler, we were kind of the guys mm-hmm. that like all of our class. It was me and Tyler that uh, really fit in well with the older group because they really took us in. Um, him, Draws, uh, Lokeni, the Toy Lawyer Brothers, like, mm-hmm. all of them took us under their wing pretty quickly. And, you know, it, it was cool. I remember, you know, Josh, when I seen him, I was like, dang, nah, that's a college athlete right there. <laughs> like, I need to do something in the weight room this uh-huh. season, man. <laughs> let, let, let's talk about the weight room. And, and as Josh mentioned, kind of transforming your body what what went in, was that part of the 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 change in position or just you know just for you to kind of to take your game to another level what what kind of inspired that that transition for you yeah um most definitely coach kelly just you know would always be in my ear just like um talent wise and athletic ability like i was good enough to play and, and make it to the next level but to really make that jump and solidify that i would have to drop the weight um so like he was just in my ears like if you want an opportunity then you got to drop that weight um and that just kind of sparked something in me you know like all I need is an opportunity and uh we know that transformation was what I needed to do and that's what happened what was it like seven it's like 70 pounds it might have been more than that but I think yeah um I heard 70 yeah yeah somewhere around there I was my heaviest was 411 when I showed up to UCLA mm-hmm. and then right now I'm, I'm sitting at 335 wow that's that's different too because I feel like most guys go light and then end up getting bigger mm-hmm. yeah you had the reverse transformation but uh i just gotta like commend you bro on and a lot of people like um everybody sees like you know there's what you see on tv or what you see at the games mm-hmm. but and you know spring ball um but you don't get to see you know the in between and um like i just remember even like my my last few years there just seeing him going you know later in the day to get extra cardio in you know putting the extra work in the weight room doing the things when i mean like i said nobody's watching nobody knows what's going on but you know neil was up there putting in that extra work and like it didn't just it didn't just happen you know what i'm saying like it Mm -hmm. took it took him choosing to do that to make this change happen and i mean it's dope to see it like i said paying off and and you know the future is just so bright for you it's just cool to see and like like some of the things I, I've, you know, just with you being on that offensive line and being a big part of what Doreen and all of them are able to do to get to get the points that they were able to get and have one of these um, high scoring offenses the way that you did. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of times the guys up front don't get a lot of credit, but just some things that I've kind of seen on Twitter over time. Obviously, uh, you guys as a collective on that offensive line were semifinalists for the Joe Moore Award, uh, which was pretty significant. And there was a lot of other um a, a lot of those other semifinalists were 
where you know where guys were either teams that were on the cusp of being in the playoff or were in like the top 10 just overall for the AP rankings but then just for you personally I think pro football focus had you graded out as like the number three guard in the country I think John Gaines was like number eight um so the case could be made the best guard duo in all of college football this past year um do you do you hear that kind of stuff do you read into a lot of that like is there any sort of sense of pride knowing that some of the transformation and things that you've had to kind of overcome to to get to where you are now yeah I mean uh it was uh definitely cool to see um you know see that little bit of recognition but you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day like uh you know what matters most to me is hearing my name called you know in the draft so um college is done for me um and, you know, we're just looking ahead to the future. And that's, you know, that's what I'm most focused on right now. How, how, um, how different is it now? Like you gotta, you gotta get an agent. You kind of have to be disciplined on your own, right? You don't have like all the science and the, you know, the food, the meals and and all this different things that UCLA has <laughs> to offer. Obviously um, you're there in Florida now, but like, and I, and Josh kind of alluded to some of it, just like the changes in the process. And, and you mentioned it too, shocking yourself, like, okay you you play your last game at ucla you go through the shrine bowl like how do you what are the next steps like how do you who do you lean on and say okay this is this is what what we do next this is how you get ready for the draft is devin a big part of that for you knowing he's kind of gone through some of that mm-hmm. um like devin was actually one of the people i talked to a lot uh during that whole process of trying to figure out agents and stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah i think like the biggest thing uh you know people have been telling me and uh, especially dev has been telling me I was just, I got to live my life like a professional. Um, That kind of, uh, that kind of, you know, mentality where like, oh, this is like, I'm a kid. Like, this is fun going through college. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, that kind of deal. It's like, um, there's no more and none of that. Uh, You know, I don't have to worry about school or anything right now. Any of that anymore is like, uh, this is really, if this is something I really want to do, I got to start, you know, living like a pro, living like a professional. And that's like, you know, the biggest part of doing that is how I'm living like outside of, you know, when I'm at Exos at the facility, like, what am I doing when I'm at home? Like, you know, can't be going out or, you know, just being dumb and wasting time for no reason. Um, yeah, just biggest thing I've learned so far is just um, if you want to be a professional, you got to live like it, you know, like 24-7. You got any? Go ahead, Josh. Well, um, is there any areas you're trying to improve in your time there? Uh, anything you're focusing on? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, right now, I'd say um, – just trying to figure out like things to do on my downtime, um, especially with like uh, not being around the boys at UCLA. Like I always had time to go <laughs> hang out or, you know, just everyone lives so close to each other. You know, I just walk over to someone's room, not even call them and announce. Like I just, you know, walk in their door. Cause it's always <laughs> um, but now it's like right now, just um, FaceTime and family and stuff like that. Trying to keep myself occupied, watching Netflix, um, then like still doing the same thing. They got like a nice, uh, we're set up nice here at a resort. So they got a nice gym. So I'll go down there, just walk on the treadmill when I'm trying to kill time. Um, but yeah, things like that, just trying to figure out like what kind of things to do, like outside of, you know, just being around so many people that, you know, that's what uh, I'm trying to work on. And, and you played, you played rugby, right? How, how did that mm-hmm. kind of help or how does that translate um, to your game on the football field? Is, is there much of a of a difference or? Um, I say like it, first off, it definitely helped me with um playing defense and being able to tackle. Um, you know, just in rugby, you have to wrap up. You can't shoulder charge. 
or anything like that. So I felt like when I was playing defense, I was always, uh, you know, when I was in that position, I was a sure tackler. Um, but then also I just think it's helped me with my athletic abilities. You know, when you're out there playing rugby, you get to run the ball, you get to be in open space. Um, and then just in football, you know, I've always had that mentality, like, oh, like I'm athletic. I try to think of myself like I'm skinnier or lighter than I actually am. <laughs> and um, I feel like that translates well. Like sometimes I'll be doing things that like people are shocked about, but it's like, oh, that's just straight from rugby. Yeah, so that was probably one of the my favorite highlights of the season when you got the rock. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's right, bro. But I, what I will say is the helmet. I got no vision because if you see it, <laughs> low key got boomsticks. I had no vision on that. Like, I got up. I didn't even see where the dude hit me when he hit me. I got up. I was so embarrassed. I was like, no way. Seen, I would have tried and hurdled him. I would have hurdled him. I don't care. No. Sorry. <laughs> That's how you know you're spending too much time with Dorian. You start talking about hurdling <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Spe- uh, speaking of Dorian, uh, what what was it like spending so many years with him? And, you know, obviously, let alone just being the quarterback, but as a guy who was kind of thrown in there early on as a freshman, um, he had to take his lumps and there was a lot of growing pains for him. A lot of, you know, a lot of times people are blaming games on him or pointing at him as the reason for this or that, like, what what did you kind of see from him as someone who was in that same recruiting class with him, his growth, his development, just the way he kind of um, came into his own these last two years, especially and kind of leading you guys the way that he did? Yeah, I mean, I say definitely um, nothing phased him. You know, that's one thing uh, I respect about Dorian. I was always giving his props. Like, it didn't matter what people said to him, like whether it was like locker room banter or like the media, like grilling him, like the L.A. Yeah. Times, like that kind of deal. Um, nothing phased him. Like, he was true to himself the entire time. He never questioned himself. Um, and, like, I always respect him for that. Um, you know, it takes a lot of guts to be a quarterback in L.A. And then especially with the few years we had there, that was, mm-hmm. that was really rough. Um, it takes guts to stay in that role, you know, stay down. And, um, and I'm just happy, you know, we, we ended it off on a high note on, like, you know, the trajectory of the program. Um, and I truly think that uh, Dorian, you know, um, he left that that position room a lot better than uh, he found it. Sorry, you got you got snubbed on um, combine. Um, uh, I I truthfully believe like I don't know how you're the third highest graded guard and not mm-hmm. invited for the O line, and I know you would have killed it. But I know you're channeling all that for pro day. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what do you want teams to know about you? Like, if if they're gonna pick uh, pick you, what are they getting out of you? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, first off, like, the combine thing, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was a little disheartening. Uh, I was disappointed by that. Um, but, you know, like, it's God's timing. That's the one thing I got to try to remember, you know. It's, um, you know, things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to keep working. It gives me more time to just focus on pro day and what I need to do. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, you know, kind of reiterate and re-emphasis on um, – you know, who I am, like, as a run blocker. Um, a lot of teams know what they're going to get at me from a run blocking standpoint. Um, but I also want to show them, you know, like, I'm more than that. I can get out there in space. I can um, also, you know, handle the pass rushers. You know, the league is – a lot of it's, you know, very dynamic pass rushers. And um, I just want to be able to show them my pass sets and stuff that, um, you know, even though I'm still overall at the position, um, you know, my technique is still improving and that I have a high ceiling. Um, that's the biggest thing I want to show them. That my potential is yet to be fulfilled. Uh, what What was probably like the the biggest takeaway from you know just whether it was with Chip Kelly and and at UCLA or just 
um, here again at the Shrine Bowl when, as you kind of with with some with some different people, some different faces, maybe teaching you some different things. Uh, what was something that you were able to take away or that you learned while you're out in Vegas? And, and what is something that you you kind of left saying, OK, I know maybe that is maybe something I need to work on or maybe I do need to get a little bit faster or I do need to get a little bit this or that. Like, is there anything in particular about your game that, you know, you got to kind of, you know, improve upon, especially as you get ready to go to the draft where where, you know, the guys in the in the NFL are going to be on a whole different level from what you've already seen at the college level. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, definitely. Like the one big thing is um, uh, just pass sets. Um. You know. Um. I felt like I put on display uh my run blocking skills at, at the Shrine game pretty well. Um. But just the pass sets. Um. You know, doing the one on ones and getting taught by um the online coach from the Patriots and then just yeah, even at UCLA. Um. You know, Chris Drevno, our online coach this last year, he coached in the NFL and he would tell me. You know, he was often telling me throughout the year, he like yeah, you're going to get away with this kind of, you know, that kind of rep, you know, at college, but in the NFL, like, there's a guy that is, like, 10 times stronger that it's going to be able to run through your chest. Like, you can't just absorb people. You got to be technically sound. I mean, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is just uh, being able to hone in on um, my technique and be more, um, you know, consistent in my pass sets. Um, That's the biggest thing. Um, The thing that I'm working uh, a lot on uh, right now with my online coach here in Florida and with some of the guys that obviously as, as you and John move on and, and Sean Ryan and Alec Anderson moved on uh, the year after or before you guys, who who who's next on that offensive line for UCLA? Who, who are the next guys up? Is it going to still be Garrett and maybe even a Sam Yoon? Or who, who are some guys that UCLA fans should be looking forward to on that offensive line? Oh, yeah. I'd say uh... – Obviously, Garrett has a bright future. Uh, he's young. Um, you know, he's just a sophomore playing last year. Um, but, you know, he has all the, the you know, the physical traits to be a, a great O-lineman. Um, he's definitely going to kill it as, you know, his progression keeps going. Uh, but, the like, the one person I'm really excited for is Duke Clemens, um, our center. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been calling the shots since last year and, um, and then this year as well. Um, you know, the offense goes as far as the O-line goes, is what we used to say. Um, and the online goes as far as Duke goes. You know, Duke is the one that's making the calls, you know, flipping protections, making the points. Um, and for him to have this next year, I just think he's going to take his game to the next level. And so, uh, you know, Duke Clemens is definitely the one that uh, fans should be looking out for. That's right. I forgot Duke is going to be coming back. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, go, you, you mentioned it there, the, the offense will only go as far as the offensive line does. And you mentioned some of your run blocking and stuff. You got to block for a guy like Zach Charbonnet, um, yeah. maybe even Josh Kelly at, at one point, um, Demetric Felton, and um, Britton Brown. Talk about some of those guys and just some of the yeah. these athletic dudes that are behind behind you um, that you get to open up some holes for. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to block for JK. I wish I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, uh, as he displayed, he didn't really need anyone blocking for him. I, I got <laughs> Was, uh, scoring tugs and running people over with a smile on his face. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah right. like uh, Felton, I, blo- I was able to block for Felton, Britton, and Zach. Mm-hmm. I mean, all three of them, um, you know, Felton and, and Britton already in the league got drafted. Like uh, Felton, you know, is just dynamic in the open field, um, shifty, like one of the most shifty people I've ever seen. Um, Britton Brown's a hard runner, you know, that kid will run through your face. And then Zach, you know, it's like a total package and all mm-hmm. that. And it's funny because all three of their personalities are a lot different, you know, blocking for them and like just their, you know, aneurys- mannerisms and stuff like that. 
um, was pretty cool to experience. Um, and by far, I say Zach is just the the funniest one because he's the quietest one. He doesn't mm-hmm. he does not say anything like he's <laughs> and we used to joke around with him actually like at practice and like come on bro like like say something to us like get it going <laughs> and then he'd be like he'd be like okay I got you guys and he'd be like come on guys let's go and we're like never mind just shut up just keep running the ball just do what you do but like, do that's Zach, like that's who Zach was like he was just a silent killer you know like mm-hmm. he didn't have to say nothing everyone respected his game and it was easy to joke around with him because that's just who his personality was. You know what? It was so I'm so glad you said that because just in the media, when we get to interview Zach Charbonnet, it's kind of like you don't get a lot of explanation or or full out answers. You it's they're very it's like kind of yep, nope, like you know, yeah. it's, there's not a whole lot. And so it's kind of interesting to hear that even with you guys, like it's sometimes it's kind of like, you know what, he's not here to to be a good interview or or to talk yeah. to the media. He's here to, to run the ball and be about his business and and he definitely did that. But um, again, between like Zach and Britton or or Felton, like a lot of those guys, they kind of have different skill sets. As, as someone who's blocking for them, do you have to be aware of that, or do you have to kind of handle them all differently, or or what kind of goes into to knowing what to expect from some of these different guys and adjusting to them because you know there's certain tendencies or things that they like. Most definitely, um, you know, just like speed versus power backs, understanding, you know. Mm-hmm. Whoever's in the backfield, like just expecting the play calls are going to be different as well. Um, but yeah, you just kind of understand, um, you know, where the guys tend to bounce it. Um, also, like where guys are trying to hit their gaps, where like you kind of find their tendencies and, you know, you kind of know like um, Felton's going to be shifty. He's going to try and make cuts, you know, so you don't want to get, you don't want to get a holding call when guys are trying to like shift off of you and stuff like that. Cause, you know, Felton can dance. But then also like Brandon, you just know he's north and south. You know, you just got to, you know, you got to get the guy out the way, you know, just a little bit. And you already know Brandon was hitting that, you know, downfield. Um, and then Zach was just kind of, it was fun. Like he just moved the guy a little bit. And if he wasn't out the way enough, he was, he was running <laughs> you and the end of yeah. over. So like, yeah, just knowing that the different skills of the running backs definitely helped. And you kind of understood, you know, how you have to play with them in the game. And now kind of to the the fun UCLA questions at this point unless you have any any no go ahead because I you know what I'm gonna ask already go ahead oh yeah let's see let's see favorite UCLA memory favorite UCLA memory um that's hard I go like anytime we beat USC but that's kind of like that's too easy I say so I go with um beating LSU Beating LSU oh, yeah. experience. That was like the first time they broke out the California love in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was an unforgettable experience. And Westwood was was on fire that night too. So it was a fun, fun all around weekend. Yeah, they were <laughs> on a different. They were on a different level that that night yeah. for sure. Um, go ahead, Josh. Do you have another? Um, what do you What do you think you'll miss most about UCLA? Oh, by far the boys, dude. Like all the people I've met from, you know, my freshman year, the 2018, all the way until like the like the few kids that just joined the program my last year there. It's like I met so many people at UCLA that I love and like you being one of them, all the boys just, man, that's the one thing I miss about UCLA. It's, it's just crazy. Um, I remember when you guys, when you guys left and graduated, you guys were like, oh, you guys are going to be the old heads now. And you're just like, yeah, bro, sorry, bro. Like, we still got time, man. Like, we're still young. You guys are old. Like, get out of here. Like, go, go you know, live your lives, start your careers and whatnot. 
then now I'm looking back. I caught myself this morning, like texting the group chat um, with the boys back at UCLA. I was just like, happy Friday, guys. Miss you guys. Uh, hope you guys have fun running 300s and winter workouts. But I'm just like, it's like, it's those kind of things. I just miss, you know, just being around the boys all the time. Like, you're never going to have that experience again where your boys are just like right there every time. It's, it is crazy to think about like how for a period of time we see each other every single day, every, like every, every si like clockwork, see you in the morning, right. uh, we'll go to workouts, Mafia, you got Mafia, I'll be in the room, like Mafia, are you going to class? Mafia's going yeah, to, like that, him on his way to class and right. then I'll be like, Mafia, let me use your, let me use your bro cart, let me get some food. Yeah. Dude, that's what that's what I'm saying. It's like you that it's it's just crazy. Like honestly, there's nothing like it. Like you put if one thing about college football that's really cool is that, you know, you get so close to people from different places. And it's like uh, I was joking around about my last night. I was at UCLA with the boys. We kind of just saw a little little gathering. Um, it was just like this is crazy because in the future, like your best friends are not going to live down the hall or on like the floor above you, below you, or even if someone lived in a different building, it's not a like a three minute ride on a bird scooter. Like your friends, <laughs> these boys are gonna be living like miles and miles, cities or states away from you. And that's that's the thing that's crazy to me is that I can't believe it's it's done. It's over. Yeah, for for as many of the the guys you see over time and all the all the different friends you get to make while you're at UCLA. Now that when you get to the NFL, maybe you'll see like one every other week. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Maybe you'll see Quantrez Knight here or you'll see Quentin Lake here or whoever the case may be. And it, it's just kind of, kind of interesting. Um, one question that I always ask uh, when we do have former players on and Josh already knows what I'm going to ask, um, who are the funniest dudes on the team? Because in the media, you know, we, we, we get you guys for five or 10 minutes. You guys are, you're just answering our questions and stuff, but you guys have these great personalities that a lot of times that we don't get to see when you guys are in the locker room and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, or in your meetings or in the weight room. Um, who are, who are some of the funnier guys that you got to interact with this year on the roster? Yeah, this year, um, I say Jay Toya. Um, okay. because he reminds me a lot of me when I was, when I was young, when I was in the program. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like being in nice. Woodsy position while I was little now looking back now you, at Jay, now you like, know how it, how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, it's hilarious. Like he's like, he's a little kid, like a bundle of like energy mm -hmm. and like some days, I'll be sitting at my locker. It's like, oh, it was a rough day, I'm tired. And then this kid comes in there all happy and like go lucky and stuff. And mm -hmm. like part of me wants to be like, shut up, dude. Like <laughs> be quiet. Just sit at your locker and be quiet. Another part of me is like, how can you get mad at him? Like this, like, like this mm -hmm. is the joy. Like, and yeah, Jay is hilarious. And then from when I was younger, I say boss. Boss was, uh, boss was funny. And then little Kenny was an out of pocket funny. <laughs> Out of pocket, out, out of pocket. Look, Kenny was an out of pocket funny, but it was mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, we have we had Look Kenny on too, and yeah, we, were, we talked to Look Kenny for like three hours. Yeah, oh, right, no, Kenny was get off. Kane's the, <laughs> I, I, he still calls me like randomly. While he's cooking, just like, what are you doing? And I was like, laying down. And I was like, all right, I'm cooking. All right, bye. I love you. And I'm like, bro, what? Okay. <laughs> Does he do that surprised. to you too, Josh? Huh? Does he do that to you too, or what? Locating is yeah, it's random, and he's a few cities and away. So random. randomly, he'd be like, "Oh, I'm in your neighborhood," or like, "Oh, you know." So, at least, so yeah, yeah, at least I still have Locating and Langy around. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I'm surprised that you left off one name that I always get surprised when people are like, how do you forget this person? Ooh. Martin. Oh, teen. Yeah. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping for that. I always Martin hear about Martin. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, Martine is hilarious. He's up there for sure. Why yeah. why yeah. is he so funny? I need everyone says he's hilarious. And I Dude, I never is. I never get to talk to him. So I'm just I don't get it. But everyone says no. he's funny. Teeny is funny as hell. For sure. It's just the oh, things he does, the things he says. Things he says. And the way he <laughs> delivers them, like the way he says it, it's just it's just funny. You gotta he you gotta he be barely there. ever misses. And it's just always on time. Yeah. We got we gotta we gotta get him on here. We're we're, we're gonna we need to try and well, I'll try and get him. We'll reach out to him. For sure, for sure. Um, <clears throat> one other one other thing real quick uh, that I forgot to mention is you and Stefan Blaylock are or the or two guys who set a school record for playing in 56 career games do you do you feel that on on your body like those 56 yeah. games or or how, how are you feeling after kind of being that iron man for the bruins uh over the last number of years yeah most definitely um yeah you know uh played a lot of college ball mm -hmm. um i remember coach kelly brought that up uh before the last game just talking about how me and Blay, uh, you know, consecutive games, not missing a game and playing. You know, it's, it's it's cool to say, you know, that I never missed a game at UCLA. And it's also cool to say, you know, every game UCLA or Coach Kelly's coached in, I've been a part of. Um, but, yeah, uh, I feel old. I feel like how <laughs> Josh Woods feels like right now. Very old. I um, feel like an old man. It's, it gets a little hard getting up in the morning, rolling out of bed. I'm like, ah, it's probably what Woodsy feels like. <laughs> You under okay, but now you understand those days where I was I'd be grumpy and I'd be yeah. like a old man. <laughs> yeah. You now you know how I feel and why I was the way I was. And I, I wanted the best for everybody, but people are just <laughs> annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like there are some days there are some days there where I'll be trying to, you know, annoy Josh and uh and big draws, Chris Barnes. And uh, you know, some days it was good reaction, other days I was like, damn. <laughs> I'm my bad, bro. Let me relax. <laughs> Let me. I'll double back around lunchtime when you want my uh, my brewing card. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's so bad too. I said like, I said like, Neil is just like an innocent little kid. It is just like, bro, like you don't know what I have to deal with today. Like, <laughs> leave, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> that was uh You still remember? I remember uh, me and Dross and you. We went to go get a what was it, a pedicure that one day. <laughs> we'll get our nails done. Whose idea was, was that? It was what? theirs. They they, we, they go that was it. one of the things that I okay. still do to this day. I think you I remember you mentioned it. Yeah, yeah. You no. gotta take care of your dogs. So they don't bite you back. So no, you literally. Take when I'm too lazy. I still do it too. And I'm too lazy to cut my toenails. I'm like, ah, I'll just go in and do it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. That was so. Never forget. They put me on game. That I was that gonna one. say. So Josh put you on to that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. So, so now you got to, so I, that's one of the things you got to do then when you get drafted, whatever city you go to, you got to find, you got to find out where you're going to go for that. You got to get all your, you got to get locked in with all that kind of stuff. Facts. Okay. okay. Last mm -hmm. question. Yep. I always ask, I always ask everybody too. It's who was the hardest person that you had to go against? You could do, Hard. you since you played offense and defense, you could do. One of both. Like, who is the okay. hardest person you had to line up across? Like, mine, I would say McCaffrey. Well, who's mm. yours? 
All right. On defense, uh, it was a center from uh, from Washington my freshman year. Mm. I think he's on Browns now. It's like Jerron or something. Mm-hmm. I think was his name, but he was he was it was either him or um or Chris Humphreys, the center for Kansas City right now. Yeah, good. Um, good. he he was walking my stuff up that game and moving <laughs> me too, which was which was irritating. You were um, you were just a little baby though. I was gonna say yeah. all of it's from when he's a freshman because now he was just a dog. I was like he got now, older now, and he's just, I now he's the bully. That, you can yeah. bring that funk to their door right if you try to. Yeah, then uh, yeah, on defense or playing on offense, just uh, uh, it can man. also be a teammate. Yeah, teammate. Too. Oh, then yeah, for sure, Otito. Mm-hmm. Like blocking Otito, like it was, it was one thing, you know, playing next to him and seeing him do the things he did. Mm-hmm. But then when I was on the other side of the ball, and the first time I went head up with him, I was like, damn. <laughs> I was like, they were like, they were like, the yin and the yang. Like Tito, like they were both two babies and they were both like <laughs> two like delicate, like as them always are like take care of the babies. You know what I'm saying? Like make yeah. sure that they, you know, and and you had like Neo who was like always like happy and joyful and like, you know, making jokes and energy. And then you had Tito, which was always like serious and like Stern. looking like a yeah. sad little <laughs> like <laughs> like mad and Yes, literally. Two very opposites. But it's like slowly we got Tito to unravel and show more of his other sides. Mm-hmm. Uh real real quick, uh I would imagine at some point you probably went up against Osa as well, right? How was that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Osa too. Yeah, Osa was hard because like you think you were getting movement on him and then his like just him being a freak, his wrestling background, like his wrestling, yeah. He would like contour his body like away from like where you just like barely moved him. And like in a snap, he's like back in the gap. And you're just like looking back, like, how'd you do that? <laughs> and like that's just like like you couldn't like he was never on the ground. Like you couldn't. He was mm-hmm. like that kind of dude. He's like twitchy and was always getting out of places, like weird positions his body was in. And like that was just straight wrestling moves right there. Like you can't block that. Awesome, man. Mafi, mm-hmm. man, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, best of luck uh, in the draft and just with everything going forward. And once you kind of get moved in, settled in and whatnot, uh, hopefully we can kind of follow up with you and get you back on, man. Oh, for sure. Yeah, of course. We'll be down to. Awesome. Thank you so much. You have a good thank one. You, and uh, again, Thanks, best of luck. Appreciate y'all. All right, back. man. You have a good one. Take care. And there you have it, a great conversation with Mafi, a good dude, uh, someone that we've been able to interview as a member of the media several times throughout his career at UCLA. Um, it's going to be a little different. You start seeing some guys like him kind of moving on. Uh, the final kind of few guys remaining, there still might be one or two more, I think, from that class uh, that came in with Chip Kelly in 2018 when Chip was first hired. So um, the end of an era, more or less. And like Mafi said, uh, played in every game that Chip coached during his tenure so far over the last five years at UCLA. So things are definitely changing over at UCLA just in terms of guys they have on the roster. Um, obviously, Dorian, uh, Kaz Allen, Zach Charbonnet, and others that we mentioned, Jake Bobo, 
a lot of those guys are moving on. And as Josh mentioned, uh, Mafi being held in high regard throughout the season for his play at guard. Um, a bit unfortunate that he wasn't invited to the NFL Combine, but there were a few UCLA Bruins that were. Some of the names I just mentioned there, receiver Jake Bobo, uh, you have John Gaines, the second quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and Zach Charbonnet at running back. Those four guys will continue to represent UCLA uh, in the NFL Combine. And again, you'll see all those guys. You'll see Mafia, you'll see uh, Kaz Allen and some others participating in the pro day back at UCLA, I would imagine, here sometime soon as well as they continue the NFL draft process. Um, so again, those guys aren't going to be coming back to UCLA outside of the pro day, as I mentioned. There's a little bit of buzz going on about someone else who may not be returning, at least in the position he was in this past season, and that's Bill McGovern. Uh, the defensive coordinator obviously missed a good chunk of the season in 2022, because of some health issues he had going on, he was in his first year as defensive coordinator. Um, you know, it, it appears likely now is the report from Bruin Report Online that Bill McGovern may be uh, moving on from the role of defensive coordinator. Maybe he stays on as an analyst. That remains to be seen. Uh, as I've mentioned before, uh, Bill McGovern, when when kind of asked or, or talks about it during the media availability leading up to the Sun Bowl game, against Pitt, you had Bill McGovern say he plans on being back. He plans on coming back. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of implied that you're thinking as a defensive coordinator, but uh, maybe there's some things that needed to be worked out. It would appear. Um, we'll see what happens. But at the moment, um, Bill McGovern is still the defensive coordinator, uh, despite what the buzz is. For me, when there's buzz like that, it just is buzz until I hear something official or something, you know, there's something that that comes into my mind that it's made official, that they're looking for a new defensive coordinator or that they hire a defensive coordinator. Outside of that, you can't just go off of rumblings and buzz and rumors and stuff like that. Not saying there may not be some truth to it. I just don't know personally uh, anything on the matter. Would it surprise me if he's not back in that role next season? No, it would not surprise me just because of the health issues and what's going on. Obviously, he was able to come back and fill in that role as defensive coordinator for the Sun Bowl, something he hadn't done in the last five games of the regular season leading up to the Sun Bowl. So um, to me, that was a good sign that that he was in, you know, in health-wise to come back and coach and be that defensive coordinator. Um, but yeah, just... As things kind of quieted down just with UCLA in general, there's kind of just been this buzz over the last month or so or this talk of fans on Twitter just wanting Bill McGovern out, uh, wanting a change again. You know, you had Azanero there for the last couple of years, um, and a lot of fans wanted him out the door, and he decides, um, you know, to no longer, I guess he officially had resigned is what, what that was phrased as, um, but he's not back. So you get Bill McGovern and and things don't go health don't go right health wise uh, with Bill McGovern and it's enough for the fans to want him out too. So it remains to be seen what's going to happen. That's kind of the storyline to follow right now. Um, again, like it's not going to lead a podcast episode for us until I know something um, about that becoming official. If not, it's just kind of hard. Uh, to talk on on what's next for UCLA in terms of a defensive coordinator. 
like we talked about in the last episode. If you haven't heard that one already, when me and Josh are talking about them hiring a cornerbacks coach when they still have Brian Norwood there as your secondary coach, um, but you still have that hole to fill, defensive line coach stepping away to pursue some other opportunities. Um, I actually have to follow up and see if he's actually landed anywhere since then. But um, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how that plays out, what this coaching staff is going to look like. I'm not expecting any major changes again, unless there's something that comes along with this defensive uh, coordinator job. I believe Bill McGovern still had a year left on his contract. I think it was a two-year deal, um, but remains to be seen. But they're going to need something. They're going to need some sort of um, leader taking control of that defense because, um, you know, you're, you're going to have some some growing pains kind of now that you don't have Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Moffey, and Zach Charbonnet and some of these other guys on offense, the way that you've had to kind of help uh, lead the way for this team and put points on the board. You may take a step back there on offense. So hopefully you're going to have some experienced guys on defense and maybe the defense can lead the way, but maybe that's a little too much to ask for just based on, on what we've seen from the defense in recent years. Again, maybe they get a defensive coordinator, um, that can turn things around again. I don't even know if you can turn it around that quickly in a year or so, which is why it's kind of a, um, a bad deal. I think uh, or a raw end of the deal for McGovern having only been there for a year and things just not working uh, in, in his favor and UCLA's favor at the moment in terms of that whole thing playing out again, I think he could still come back as a defensive coordinator. I'm not ruling that out at all. I think there's also the chance that if they do move on from him, from him just because of health reasons and whatnot, maybe he still stays around as an analyst and is and contributing in that way kind of going forward. But it remains to be seen. Again, don't want to spend too much more on that until we hear something more. Um, but yeah, so, so again, a great episode today. I want to thank Josh as always for hopping on uh, and doing this podcast with me uh, for every week, for every episode that we've done. We're up to episode uh, number four this is 48 here so we're getting close to that big 50th episode and uh we'll see we're you know we have some guys um that have now moved on from the roster um with this last cl- uh, last group of guys that have moved on so uh looking to maybe get some of those guys onto the podcast here soon um and again hopefully we can get mafia here again in the future once he uh kind of you know gets drafted gets settled in and uh, we see we'll, where they go, but we'll be talking more about these guys that were with UCLA and that are um, going to be now participating in the combine uh, pro day and everything else and following their draft process leading up to the draft in April. With that being said, that's it for me. Make sure you go ahead and you read the show notes in the description below um, on this podcast and you find us on Twitter, social media and share your thoughts, your comments. Let us know what you thought of our conversation with Mafi, uh, who are some other guests you would want us to bring on. And as always, if this is your first time listening or you haven't done so already, maybe you're just finding the podcast when I post it on Twitter and just listening that way. But make sure you subscribe. Make sure you check us out on your favorite audio um, or podcast platform. And make sure you tell a friend, share it with some friends, leave a comment, leave a review. Five stars would greatly be appreciated in Again, just let us know what you think. Uh, We want to give you guys the best podcast and insight that we possibly can. And it's obviously a great element to have Josh Woods here on the podcast with us. 
where he knows some of these guys that are moving on from the program now as they've gotten older and they were there when Josh was there. And, uh, you know, Josh kind of knows how, how things work with Chip Kelly and at UCLA and stuff like that. So again, we're going to continue to bring you guys some great stuff. If you haven't missed some of, if, if you have missed what we've been doing on the podcast lately, make sure you guys go ahead and go back into the archive. Again, another reason why you should subscribe. So you don't miss out on anything that we're talking about on the podcast, but some of our past episodes, we've had Quentin Lake on who's now with the Rams was with UCLA for a couple seasons. Uh, we also talked about the schedule release. We've talked about guys in the transfer portal. We talked about Kyle Ford coming from USC over to UCLA. So much more. And uh, yeah, it's always going to be a great time here on the Believe in UCLA football podcast. And we appreciate you telling us what you think. So again, make sure you guys go ahead and do that. And as always, we will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.